Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, a service for free trials without risk. But is it ethical? Is the tech backlash fake? And space-based broadband may come faster than we thought. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, September 16th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chain. Very pleased to have back on the show today, Dr. Kiki Kirsten Sanford, host of This Week in Science. How's it going, Dr. Kiki? It's going pretty darn well for a Monday. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for being on on a Monday. Believe me, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's great to have you on. We were just talking to Kiki about uh, what we use to stream our shows, uh, like This Week in Science uh, or DTNS. That was on our wider expanded show, Good Day Internet. That sounds like an interesting conversation that you want. You can get that show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start now with a few tech things you should know. Representatives from the Libra Association are meeting with the Bank of International Settlements, or BIS, committee on payments and market infrastructure on September 16th. The meeting will include officials from 26 central banks and focus on the scope and design of Libra that will inform a report to G7 finance ministers. This will include officials from the U.S. Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, and the European Central Bank. Google will hold an announcement October 15th in New York. Uh, Its invite asks folks to... Come see a few new things made by Google. Best bets are we're definitely going to hear about the Pixel 4 and Pixel 4 XL because Google already said that's coming. Uh, Other devices we might hear about include a Pixel Book 2, a new Google Home speaker maybe. Uh, Google confirmed the Pixel 4 will have a way to authenticate using facial recognition along with gesture controls. I imagine we'll hear more. The OnePlus 7T phone will be revealed on September 26th in India and also North America. A third event for the OnePlus 7T series will be held in London on October 10th. The invite, there's another one, invite that says 90 hertz display smooth like never before. Ah, maybe they'll both models, the Pro and the not Pro, will have 90 hertz this time. And Apple's Arcade is launching September 19th, but MacRumors says some folks already got access. Uh, some users running iOS 13 
13 or 13.1 beta. Uh, Apple Arcade offers a one-month free trial and costs $4.99 a month. About 54 games appear to be available if you sneaked in somehow. Apple said new games will be added regularly once it officially launches on the 19th. All right, let's talk a little bit more about a LastPass vulnerability. Yeah, so last month, Tavis Ormandy of Google's Project Zero discovered a LastPass vulnerability that exposed credentials entered on a previously visited site. The vulnerability let malicious JavaScript code run with no user interaction needed if the target visited an infected website. Obviously, we don't want that. LastPass did patch the exploit in version 4.33.0 on September 12th, and users with auto extension updates should be just fine. Yeah, so if you turned off those automatic extension updates or or you don't automatically update your mobile apps uh, or, or any version of LastPass, make sure that you've got 4.33 installed. Uh, two, this was discovered by researchers. It was it's never been found in the wild yet. Uh, it is not believed that it has been exploited in the wild. And even if it were to be exploited in the wild, it only gets the previous website's password. Uh, so it's not a, a great way to break into all of LastPass. Uh, I consider this a good news story because it's the good guys found a vulnerability. Dr. Kiki, I'm, I'm curious how you feel about stuff like this. I think it's great that researchers are looking into these vulnerabilities to be able to let us know that they're there. And, you know, you, you don't know if they have been used at any point until somebody says, hey, I've got all your data. But, uh, you know, I think it, it's good for us to know. And like you said, if people have turned off those auto auto-refresh, auto-download features, um, they can fix it and get it fixed before it is a problem. Well, the Wall Street Journal uh, reports that Amazon might be putting itself into its own little problem by starting to change search results that started to happen last year, according to the journal, to prioritize profitability over relevance and other things like customer satisfaction and help boost Amazon's own private label products in its search listings. The journal says that Amazon isn't directly boosting products based on profitability alone, but it's factoring in other details that end up boosting more profitable products anyway way and those that belong to Amazon. A spokesperson for the company says, quote, we have not changed our criteria we use to rank search results to include profitability. But the company does say it uses a number of metrics for testing, including long-term profitability, to see how new features impact the customer experience and our business as any rational store would. But we don't make decisions based on one metric. Now, the, the, the reason this is even a controversy is Amazon is being investigated for abusing its marketplace dominance uh, to hurt businesses that sell in its marketplace. Remember, Amazon sells some things directly to you. Sometimes they uh, they hook you up with merchants who sell through the Amazon platform. And some, some merchants have complained that Amazon brings them on the platform and lets them sell for a while until Amazon knows uh, uh, learns how to do their business and then out-competes them or in some cases just kicks them right off the platform. So that's why this is brought up at all. However, uh, if you're a company that's doing a search for your own company's results, I think the idea that you would tweak those search results to make your long-term profits higher seem reasonable to me. Am I am I missing something? I think you're right on there. Yeah, but I, I mean, you're a company, you want to make money. I mean, the issue here is the anti-competitive nature of Amazon in that they're getting rid of, even though they're a marketplace, they are dominating and 
it's just not fair to the little guys. Yeah. Well, so Amazon has its own diaper line, right? It's one of those private label products. I the name is escaping me at this moment. If it was, if the search results were uh, pure customer reviews, and for whatever reason the Amazon diaper line didn't do that well, the company doesn't want those results buried so that nobody buys them. So I get why they'd say, well, we don't want to just use like one metric that you thought we were using before. We're going to use a bunch of stuff. But I think it's, can someone argue that no, Amazon is always making profitability the number one metric that's rising to the top? Or is this just, is this just sort of the way that results work? I mean, telling a company like you shouldn't use profitability in making your product seems, (laughs) seems like that's too far. Right. Companies have to make money or they don't stay in business Uh, saying to Amazon, you've abused your market dominance to hurt merchants. I think you can show that in other ways besides this sort of broad, generalized. We're looking at profitability because it doesn't mean they're favoring their own results. It could mean that favoring someone else's results means more profitability. And at that point, the algorithm would kick out those results. Uh, It's more about whether they're abusing that 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 competition to knock out merchants then then this doesn't seem like the smoking gun for that i guess is what i'm saying this this seems like something that any company would do because again amazon's not a general search engine i guess maybe that's the problem is there really isn't a good shopping general search engine out there right now and that's why people kind of feel like it is yeah i mean what would the alternative be amazon has two tabs like Here's our Amazon stuff. Go there if you'd like. And then here's all these other great vendors that we work with. Well, the company's not going to do that anytime soon. But, you know, would that quell uh, some fears that we're getting into, you know, dark waters with Amazon? I'm not sure. The water's already dark. It's too late. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see the bottom. That's the real problem. In fact, Rob Walker has a column in the New York Times uh, that disputes how dark those waters may be. He says... There is no tech backlash, and worse, we think there is one. That's the headline of his column. His take is to focus on actual behavior. He talks about all the things we say about technology, but then he points out that Facebook daily and monthly active users increased 8% last quarter, uh, quarter over quarter. Uh, Facebook added a million users in the U.S. last quarter. Revenue was up 28%. And it's not just Facebook. Twitter added 5 million new daily users. Snapchat grew 7%, its best ever performance as a public company. Pew Research Center indicates that 72% of Americans use some form of social media, and that has continued to rise over the year. Uh, A little more than 25% of U.S. households have a smart speaker as of last year. That number continues to rise. Smart TVs, wearables, smart home devices like doorbells, smart bulbs, all of these are growing markets. So he says, look, I know that investigations by politicians are multiplying. And I know that headlines decrying tech companies for their abuses are multiplying. But he's pointing out that it doesn't seem to affect the individuals. And he speculates a little about why that might be. But uh, what do you what do you folks think? Do you you think there is that the tech backlash might be exaggerated somehow? I think people are aware that there is a lot going on. And I mean, how can you not be unless you dug yourself into a hole and covered it up? I mean, it's all over the news about what tech companies are doing. But people rely on technology to stay connected and to uh, get information in this world. And so I think people are still using technology. They are going to continue using it at an increasing rate. But maybe they are becoming more informed as to how to use it in more efficient and maybe even healthier ways 
ways. I mean, I have hopes that people are going to take those tech blackout days every once in a while, you know, not go on social media if they're feeling if their mental health is poor. You know, there are there are solutions that don't mean you are getting rid of technology entirely in your life. Yeah, there is certainly a tech backlash that does exist to the extent that some people say it exists. Well, these numbers don't really show that trend, right? Sure, you could have mm-hmm. people who who triumphantly leave Facebook, but then another million people sign up the same day. So it's it it it's the trajectory is continuing. But I do think that a lot of the backlash is, and somebody on Twitter uh, had sort of compared this to uh, sugar and obesity. It's like, well. As 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 people start learning, oh, there's some like really bad side effects to all of this going on. But is the industry really changing? And if it isn't, then how do we get to some root of the problem so that people's behavior changes? And I think that we're so, especially when we talk about social media, we're in such early days of all of this that it's hard. It's hard to come up with an answer. Yeah, I, I, th- I think some people are, are misinterpreting what Walker's saying here, too. Like, certainly there is a tech backlash along, amongst journalists. Look at the headlines, right? Certainly mm-hmm. there's a tech backlash along, amongst politicians. As I mentioned, so many investigations happening, right? Uh, clamoring for punishments. But the usage isn't changing. And Walker suspects that it may be that people are like, yeah, I'll be outraged when I post this on Twitter, but I'm not changing my behavior. Uh, you know, that that's for somebody <laughs> else to do, right? It's a little bit of, of a, uh, I, I don't know if it's exactly NIMBY, but it's a, you know, I, I'm going to say things, but not actually do things to follow through on them. And then he says, is that really a tech backlash if people don't feel so upset by these things that they actually change their behaviors? Yeah. And sometimes the tech companies make it hard to change behaviors as well. Uh, Many reports of people trying to delete their accounts on Facebook only to come up against all sorts of walls that make it very hard. Yeah. Or or even even mushier than that, like I'm not going to use Facebook anymore and then just getting lured back because, well, you know, that one person that I talked to or that thing that I need to keep up on is on Facebook and it kind of draws you back in. Yeah, it's, it's it's unless you want to miss things, <laughs> unless you deliberately want to miss everyone's uh, life that you might love, and that's a cool if you do. Uh, it's really hard to stop using a lot of these platforms. Well, I I don't use Facebook much, and uh, I run into problems with that sometimes. My sister or my brother will be like, "But you didn't see that on Facebook?" I'm like, "No, no." But they've gotten used to that, so I mean. They they will reach out on text message now to the old man. I, I always blame the algorithm now where I'm like, ah. you know, it's algorithmic <laughs> feeds. I just missed stuff. Smart. It didn't yeah. show it Sorry. to me. Not my fault. Yeah. I didn't like all those photos of your... <laughs> A service called Free Trial Surfing, which automatically cancels subscriptions at the end of a free trial period before you end up paying, has launched in the UK after supposedly it launched in the US about six weeks ago, although... We couldn't find any evidence that it's alive and well in the U.S. Now, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, I looked uh, before the show, too, Tom. So uh, developer Josh Browder, who you might have remembered as the developer of Do Not Pay, that was to help people fight parking fines, says that the new company, Free Trail Surfing, isn't linked to a customer's bank account. It isn't linked to any particular credit card belonging to the customer in name. But the company does have a partnership with a major bank. It's iOS only. They say they got a web version in development, and the way that it works is that a customer receives a virtual credit card and a number and a name that is not their actual name, it's made up, which they use to sign up for a service. The card is registered 
to the company Do Not Pay, which is Browser's uh, previous company, which is still alive and well. And Browder says, Browder rather, not Browser, that the card won't work for any purchases other than free trials. So that's all it's going to do. You're not going to be able to use it to buy other things. He also says that his partner bank is big enough that in order to block free trial surfing, which some companies have started to try to do, the companies would have to stop offering free trial programs altogether and nobody would want that. Is this ethical, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you you didn't quite catch it, uh, this doesn't use your credit card number in any way. So it's not like you can choose to say, oh, remind me when the free trial is up and I'll say yes or no whether I want to continue it. It, this is, you're just going to get the free trial and then it will stop working. If you want to continue this service, you're going to go have to go into that services account and change the payment information yourself. Uh, that's, that's the only way that this continues to work. And it's mostly being used for pornography and Netflix, according to Browder. Uh, and if that's the case, that seems to imply to me that people are just wanting to get stuff for free. Yeah. And who's yeah. going to stop them from using uh the service and then using it again and then using it again which is something that any uh you know netflix will say well we have that problem too because people have multiple email addresses or you know they get around stuff that's true but you you make a good point tom that the idea the argument that browder would be making with uh with the with the service called free trail surfing is that well okay We're just making it easy for them to not have to pay in case that this slips their mind and then they're all of a sudden paying for something that ended up being really expensive, blah, blah, blah. But they're actually forcing them not to continue to pay unless they take matters into their own hands. I don't know. I think it gives a certain amount of responsibility for your actions. So if you really do want a service, you make sure you go sign up for it. And it it gets rid of that, I guess, the, the risk involved with signing up for these free trial programs and not really reading all of the fine mm-hmm. script, which we know is there. And suddenly your credit card is... Uh, is charged month after month and you don't realize it and you owe a bunch of money that you didn't want to spend. Yeah, I think this would I would be perfectly behind this if it gave me an easy option to say, no, I like this free trial. Like if it prompts yeah. me, okay, your free trial is about to end. Do you want to keep it or not? Yes or no. Yeah. And made that easy. But instead what it does is it makes it hard to keep the the service after the free trial. And I feel like yeah. it may be too far the other way. I don't know. Uh, The Wi-Fi Alliance launched the Wi-Fi Certified 6 program, which lets manufacturers certify devices using the 802.11ax Wi-Fi radios. Uh, Wi-Fi 6, of course, we've talked about uh, the standard was finalized. Now the certification program has happened. Uh, the, the, um, the actual adoption of the standard by the IEEE still has to happen. But the certification with manufacturers is the big one. That's what gets products in the pipeline and gets them made. Uh, so we're talking about Wi-Fi radios that are 40% faster than current Wi-Fi, support WPA3 encryption, multi-user, multi-input, multi-output, 160 megahertz channels, orthogonal frequency division, multiple access. Basically, Wi-Fi 6 routers can serve a bunch of clients simultaneously from a single channel is what a lot of that means. Uh, So your capacity will go up. If you've ever had a situation where you've got a lot of devices in your house, you know, some smart speakers and maybe some smart light bulbs and an Xbox and an Amazon Fire TV and a few laptops, and you're like, man, why is the Wi-Fi so slow? It may be that there's just too many devices trying to access it at once. Wi-Fi 6 is going to make that 
a lot better because it can handle multiple devices on one channel instead of having a limited number of channels. So uh, Wi-Fi 6 coming to some products by the end of this year in a few cases, but definitely in a lot of products by next year. That includes the new iPhone, uh, new Samsung phones, multiple uh, the flagship handsets, uh, and certainly by the middle of next year, you'll have a nice selection of routers you can you can buy to upgrade. If you want to find out more about Wi-Fi 6, we did a special on it not too long ago, dailytechnewsshow.com slash Wi-Fi dash 6 dash DTNS, or just search DTNS Wi-Fi 6. It should show up in your search engine. Uh, I will probably be swapping out my routers next year to take advantage of Wi-Fi 6 because I have way too many things on my wi-fi (laughs) i have a question yes does does this mean better wi-fi at hotels it could (laughs) it depends that depends you know you know how hotels are they're always uh, you know at the forefront of the good stuff (laughs) right (laughs) i stayed in a hotel in montreal that had a really good sysadmin and their wi-fi was excellent and this was like four or five years ago so it really depends on who implements their wi-fi for them and who manages it but yeah this will make it easier for hotels to have better wi-fi when they finally decide to go replace their (laughs) hardware which isn't going to mean anything yeah Um, but yeah, this, and this is definitely going to help you with your Wi-Fi at home. A lot of times people yeah. think their Wi-Fi is crap because of their ISP when it's interference or, or capacity. So, you know, this is going to just kind of make it better overall. Hey folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Now let's get into space. Ars Technica reports that in a filing from August 30th, SpaceX asked the US FCC for permission to adjust the orbital spacing of its satellites to speed up deployment of its Starlink 
broadband service. So, Kiki, can you walk us through a little bit of what they're asking for and what it means for us? Yeah, so what it means is that they will get more satellites up using fewer launches. And with those satellites that they get up within a shorter period of time, uh, they will have a broader uh, coverage area for their satellite, uh, their satellite coverage. And ostensibly, what they say is that they would be able to fill the need in parts of the United States, the southern United States, um, and areas that uh, like, for instance, have been the Bahamas, which was hit by hurricanes recently that uh, may have a need during storm seasons for better communications. That's what they say. So, I mean, this is an Elon Musk company. Uh, sometimes yeah. what he says turns out to be exactly true. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Other times they miss deadlines. Uh, the, so there's there's no way to to tell right now. Although when you're talking about space launches and having to get FCC involved and having to get NASA involved, feels like they have less of a chance of missing deadlines or am i being naive uh they're doing better on getting their launches up and they're actually running uh, their rockets are running faster than their customers at this point Mm. according to some reports um but the issues are what seems to be coming up about a week ago there was an a european space agency satellite that came within too close of a, a risk percentage of of uh, interacting, I mean, like, you know, smacking into one of the Starlink satellites. And so the European Space Agency was unable during this period to get SpaceX on the phone to find out whether it actually was going to be a problem to see if SpaceX could move their satellite for the ESA satellite. They had a communications uh, breakdown there. And so as a result, the ESA is saying, they are uh, pushing now for some international guidelines, restrictions on how on where s- satellites will be and how different groups will communicate with each other about those satellites. Because there are other agencies in addition to SpaceX who are also looking to put these communication satellites up in space. There's OneWeb, Space Norway, Telesat, Amazon. Um, and so the sky is crowded now. There are about 5,000 satellites up in space at the moment, and it's going to start increasing exponentially over the next couple of years now that launches are faster and easier. And that would put the pressure on SpaceX to want to be able to get their service going faster so that they have an advantage over those other companies. Uh, So they want to deploy in three different orbital planes instead of one. I can't decide... If that makes things safer because now they're in three different orbital planes or if that <laughs> makes it like, oh, there's three more orbital planes where they might run into something else. I Yeah, I mean, they're spread all over the place. And, you know, now it's a, a couple hundred, you know, 60 satellites. It'll be a few hundred and then thousands. I mean, it's just it's just going to get more and more complicated. It's going to be computers trying to track all this stuff because people aren't going to be able to do it at all. But it's I mean, there's going to have to be some kind of regulation. And I think that's exactly right. What's going on here? SpaceX is trying to get their stuff into space in. And they're like, look, this is great. It's better. We'll get up there faster for your communications when really it's so that they can outrun the regulations and actually get their stuff up before they get before they before launches are regulated it's a not a land rush it's a space rush space rush <laughs> yeah that's right get your piece of the sky before the the sheriff shows up in town yeah and it's suits. a big cons- 
it's a big concern, not just for existing satellites, you know, that are doing research. And, uh, you know, there's also military satellites up there, future satellites that might be important for mm-hmm. humanity. I mean, our sky is going to end up like like that sky. What is it? Wally, the animated <laughs> yeah. movie where you look up and it's just junk in orbit around the planet and you have a hard time getting anything up or down. Well, and there's already a problem with debris. Uh, yeah. kind of unmapped debris and not knowing where it is exactly. So I always imagine some big bulldozer going up into space and just sweeping out uh, big chunks of it. But that becomes and harder if you've got satellites in the way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't just sweep it all out. Um, and another issue is looking up and out. Ground pa- ground-based telescopes are going to have a harder time getting past the reflected light of a lot of these satellites. Mm-hmm. This, if you've been out in a dark place and seen the Starlink satellites go overhead, they are brighter than stars in the sky. And so that means that they will, uh, their light will outshine the stars that telescopes are trying to look at. So it's going to be more difficult for ground-based astronomers to do their work. Thank goodness those engineers at MIT accidentally discovered that super black (laughs) material (laughs) that they could put on as the blinders. Maybe that'll help some. I hope so. Uh, well, this is this is uh, this is fantastic. Kiki, thank you for helping us understand a little more about this. And thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. A lot of space stories get in there, and you could submit your own and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook's, Facebook's group, in fact, and it's our very own, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Not going to lie, it's the one time I visit Facebook every week is when I check in on our group. Uh, let's check out the mailbag. Henry wonders, uh, it was a conversation we had last week about AB5 and how many contractors might not want this new law or like it if it, if it goes through. Henry says, in the past, I thought about uh, at, on one side... Henry says, in the past, I had thought of on the side, either working for Uber or Lyft for himself. What I liked about it was the freedom to make extra money in my spare time. I have another job. If you're an employee of Uber or Lyft, I could see them charging changing this to where you either had to work a certain amount of hours per day or certain times, and then there goes the flexibility. I wonder how they'll be able to do both or have contractors that work part-time below a certain amount of hours, but if you want to be an employee and get those perks, right, you need to work schedule shifts. Henry says, I work for UPS. Our drivers are union, but at FedEx Crowns, they're contractors. I see this bill working for them. They report to a FedEx building in the morning, grab packages, and go out. This is similar to what Amazon does. Both models rely on contractors to get deliveries but they usually only work for either one but work full-time at the same spot yeah uh no this is interesting insight thank you henry uh for this because i wonder if fedex and amazon will continue to be able to employ contractors for their trucks because the court case that this is all based on was about a shipper uh, about a, a a company deciding that all of their drivers were contractors so uh and you can have uh part-time workers that still are required to be considered employees under ab5 it's not the amount of hours you work it's the it's what you do now granted part-time employees don't aren't required to have the same level of benefits as full-time employees but they still might not be able to be considered contractors so it is a thorny little thing here and uh uber saying they're just not, they're going to boris johnson this and they're just not going to pay any attention is uh very interesting uh also our uh we're going to give alex the last word on the x versus cross 
naming convention for the PlayStation controller. He says, wanted to weigh in. It's a cultural thing in his opinion. In Japan, when you see an X in marketing, it's usually pronounced cross. This is very prevalent in video games. For example, Street Fighter Cross Tekken is pronounced that way. As such, in Japan, it's called the cross button. However, since we're used to calling the symbol X because of the SNES, the name stuck. It's also used as a cancel button in Japan, with the circle being used as okay. In the U.S., these functions are reversed. I think the Japanese way makes more sense. O in okay for the circle. Used to get that screwed up all the time. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, I was was trying to come up with a reason to argue with you just now, Tom, and I can't. (laughs) The Japanese have it right. For once. Yeah, now now we all know a little bit more about it. (laughs) Thanks also to Dr. Kiki Sanford for being with us today and bringing your wisdom to the show. Let folks know where they can keep up with your work. Thank you so much for having me on. You can find me at This Week in Science, www.twist.org is the website. And on Twitter, I'm at Dr. Kiki, D-R-K-I-K-I. This Week in Science, I'm not even joking, is one of my favorite parts of my week. So thank you for doing it. Thank you so much for listening. Twist.org. We're changing our Patreon rewards, by the way, folks, starting October 1st. Thanks to everybody who gave us feedback about the new rewards over the past couple of weeks. Uh, The current rewards, as we have them before the change, will be delivered at the end of this month. So if you're like, wait, I'm not going to get the thing that I signed up. No, everything's fine. Everything's staying the same until... October 1st. October 1st, the new rewards go into effect, and those will be delivered on November 1st. So if you want to know what's changing, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash Patreon. If you've got feedback for us, our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We also have a live show. Join us if you can, Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. show is part of the frog pants network get more at frogpants.com diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program <laughs> hi this is janice torres from yo quiero dinero from a local business to a global corporation partnering with bank of america gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools award-winning insights and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more what would you like the power to do bank of america na copyright 2024